Hello everyone, welcome back to AirPod with Akisha M and Boot Wire Wire. This is episode 2 and we'll be discussing the nation going into level 3 lockdown, theories of where the virus started, hmm, some say South Africa, a little bit of sport, some baby news, divorce and AKA. Hope you enjoy listening in. So, with regards to our first topic of the day, we're going to be discussing Cyril Ramaphosa's national address that was provided to us on the 13th of May, in which he announced that the country will be entering level three lockdown Mm. um, at the end of um, this month, actually. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much the first of June, most of the country will be entering level three lockdown. um, But some areas, some hotspots of the virus will be staying at level four. Um, the president also did address a few other issues. He did apologize for the way, um, in some instances, the un- the the lack of certainty yeah. with regards to the regulations, as well as how they're implemented and um, as well as enforced. Yeah. I actually have a direct statement from him. Um, there was a from the address provided to us on the thirteenth. Um, he states. Some of the actions we have taken have been unclear, some have been contradictory, and some have been poorly explained. Implement- implementation has sometimes been slow, and enforcement has sometimes been inconsistent and too harsh. And uh, I agree with that. I agree that uh, there's some, there were some issues with regards to how um, information was dispensed, yeah. um, as well as the fact that there was a lack of certainty with yeah. how the rules were to be enforced and applied, mm-hmm. as well as you know issues of harsh enforcement with regards to um, the lockdown regulations, yeah. especially with regards to the police and Sandef. And we already know that there was a man killed yeah. uh, during lockdown because he had a half a glass of alcohol in his cup while he was in his backyard. Oh, that's bad. So, yeah. So um, what are your views with regards to the president's address um, on the 13th of May? Okay. First and foremost, I like the fact that he came out and he addressed us. More than anything, this address was an update. And when it comes to leadership, I think it's paramount that you always communicate with individuals because not being in the know in times like these leaves you with too much guesswork, Mm, right? And I love the fact that he came out and apologized. Mm. That I love the most because it has not been descriptively detailed as to how the staged lockdown is going to pan out. So I really, really like that. I like the fact that he actually came out and said something. I mean, one of the things about being in a situation like this, like you want to hear from the leaders, you want to hear from the government. Like once the president isn't saying anything for weeks on end, like you begin to worry and become anxious. Now, Now we know that... Okay. We're gonna move. We're yeah. moving forward, yeah. not backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, under level three, there's gonna be things are gonna be eased with regards to regulations in terms of what you can buy, what you can do. Yeah. And I do believe there may be planning to open schools under level three lockdown. Mm. Like, how do you feel about like um kids going back to school in these um circumstances? I don't think that's the best idea, and I do not advocate for kids returning to school. Because when you have a look at a child's immune system, mm. um, it's, it's, it, it's still developing, not the strongest immune system around. Mm. So they are prone to contracting this virus a lot easier than your average middle-aged human being. Mm. And as goes for the elderly statement, which will 
which might be looking after these young kids. Mm. And it has been reported that with the coronavirus, you can contract the virus and not show any symptoms. So it's, 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 it's not a great decision because kids also run riot. Kids go against each and every single precautionary measure. Kids don't wash hands. They don't sanitize. I can imagine them like messing around and like... Like ripping each other's masks yeah. off or like putting it in weird places. Yeah. Like, kids are like really un the happy go lucky yeah, and they just, run riot. Yeah, like I don't know about that either. Like and I don't know if like if I was a parent, if I'd be willing to risk my child going yeah. back to like um um back to school. Yeah. And especially because there's been reports of kids being weirdly affected by the the COVID. I don't yeah. know if you uh read a few if you've seen yes. any news articles with regards to that. Yeah. Like, skin becoming all red and weird yeah. and, and stuff so yeah. yeah um yeah and the thing is like it it, it is that season we're entering the winter season mm. so that that weakens the immune system Imagine, big time they're gonna be touching their noses and, and oh, oh goodness coughing, snotty. so i don't think any parent in their right mind is willing to allow their kid to return to school at this I point i don't know man some parents might be tired of their kids <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> yes. Um, and also, like another thing, you know, like I said, with yeah. the regulations easing, we can buy alcohol mm. and, you know, certain things under underneath the yeah. level three lockdown. Like, yeah. do you think people are going to like overindulge too much? Oh, definitely. For the mere fact that they were stocking up at ridiculous levels just before the lockdown. Hopefully there is one or two noble South Africans who are going to realize after this lockdown that... Hmm, I might not really need alcohol that much. <laughs> However, we know the majority uh, of this country, they I'm, love to indulge. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, one of my first purchases is definitely going to be a bottle <laughs> or two of wine. <laughs> Once the 1st of June hits and if Gauteng is not under, yeah. it's not going to be kept behind. Yeah. Hopefully Gauteng doesn't get kept uh, behind. Like, uh, I, just, you know, I don't know if I can do I, it. I, I, I hate to play devil's advocate here. However, I think we're going to be like, one of those which uh, remain in level four. Because if you look at especially the townships, mm. they have not been adhering to the rules of lockdown. Yeah, but then are there other infections in the townships or in the, the suburban areas? Yeah. Like it depends on where the infections yeah. are again. Well, at the end of the day, we we are one of the hardest hit, if not the hardest hit province in South Africa. Mm. So I don't think I don't think it's all systems go for us. But for those who will enjoy level three from the first of June, I hope that they are they very do it responsible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, ne- on to the next topic. Um, so this is a story regarding a publication in the UK, um, the UK Daily Express newspaper. Well, this is their online publication. Uh, ran a story in w- which pretty much implied that uh, COVID may have originated from South Africa, may have started in South Africa. Um, This was due to an interview they had with the Wildlife Director of the Humane Society International Africa, um, Audrey Dalsink. So he or she, I do not know the uh, sex of such such name person, of the name person, but he pretty much uh, gave an interview with uh, the UK Daily Express and pretty much said that you know, because of the way certain animals are trafficked to Asia, specifically pe- pangolins, he was talking about pangolins, um, you know, their delicacy over in Asia. Yeah. So they get trafficked, they get consumed, and yeah. pangolins actually do, uh, are suspected to be one of the 
creatures, animals that carry um, COVID-19. And pretty much what he was saying was that it's not out of the realm of impossibilities (laughs) for, (laughs) for, um, you know, for the, uh, for the virus to have been contracted by the animal or whatever, caught by the animal, the animal being trafficked and consumed and therefore passing the disease Mm. onto human beings. Um, A lot of people were pissed off by um, the headlines that were coming out, uh, pretty much implying that COVID started in South Africa. Yeah. So with regards to that, I, I personally do enjoy conspiracy theories Mm. right because as they offer a great platform of imagination beyond what we read and see Mm. however in times like these it's very important that such matters are handled adequately and nobody's misquoted or mistaken when it comes to uh, a pandemic this large because it's very easy to get onto people's bad side especially with something like this and it makes everybody emotional and misquoting individuals is it's just it's just it just doesn't make for great reading i think what i don't what i think about it is that people are so quick like they so want for viruses and these diseases that kill people to come from here yeah to affect people like i feel like a lot of the reporting when the um virus was spreading around in europe as well as the americas yeah it was a lot of the uh, the publications were pretty much questioning like why why isn't it like affecting south africa yeah. as much not at all not south africa it's like africans africa why is why is why does africa not have any cases because, or why yeah. like it, it pretty much seemed like they were rooting for africa yeah. to contract they, were, the they virus. wanted to pin this virus yes, on, on, on africa yeah. and generally the undertone has always been such in a way that africa gets associated with all things negative and it, 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 it does us uh, an, uh, a huge injustice as Africans, especially when it began. It was made to seem near impossible for the black man to contract this I mean, disease. It, it just, that was because like we hadn't seen anyone of yeah. color having the disease. Yeah. But when Idris Alba came out, it was like, oh, no, no, black people get it too. Yeah. But here's the thing, like for me, I just feel like, especially because this is like a UK a publication in Europe. Yeah. Like, a lot of countries in Europe are still very racist. I mean, racism is still a thing in in um, the world. Yeah. Pretty much, in our society. So when you do read articles like like this, like, yeah. you have to, like, question, like, I, I haven't read the article, but I I assume, like, you have to, like, kind of read in between the lines, like, yeah, of what the, pers- really what the person is on. saying. And I also have to think, like, you have to question, especially as a black person, with certain publications, you have to question how you know, the biases of the people writing the articles. Propaganda. Yeah, the propaganda that's uh, been um, pushed. But pretty much, I, I wasn't a fan of um, that also. I was kind of pissed. When I, saw, when I first saw the headlines yeah. on Twitter, I was also uh, really pissed to hear yeah. that. But like I said, I do feel like the world tries to pin these types of things on Africa a lot and depict we're, Africa we're, as the struggling nation. Yeah, we're made out to be the hub mm. of all diseases. But I also think it was also very like confusing to people because like all of these first world countries were like getting ravaged by this um, yeah. virus and Africa was still pretty much unscathed at yeah. some point. Um, also, a fun fact, according to oh, well, some of my research would lead me to News24, regarding the site and some of the fun facts they put underneath the, an article that I read regarding the story pretty much said that zoonotic diseases 
are responsible for over 2 billion cases of human wow. illness and over 2 million human deaths each year. So oh, that's a lot. So diseases or viruses that are contracted from animals that move from animal to human are responsible for a lot of illnesses and deaths over yeah. the, like in the country like two in the world 2 million a year not like of a span of 10 yeah. years like a year. Yeah. Um, that's dead. Student in this, that's crazy. So, um, and if there is a, a certain continent which does indulge in, I'd like to call it weird food and eats all types of animals, it mm. is Asia mm. and a country to be exact and specific, China. Mm. They eat all types of sorts of animals, which uh, I don't think should be prohibited. Yeah, but I guess um I think this, these are one of the reasons why the organization that Ms. Dal Singh or Mr. Dal Singh yeah. is a part of does um well the organization the Humane um Humane Society International Africa is actually an animal rights organization. They help protect animals and you know from being consumed, well trafficked and consumed like this, as well as um they also protect the rights of domestic animals as well. So this is one of the things they try to prevent. Um, so, um, moving on into more sporting news. Yeah. Yeah, like sports news. Yeah, yeah. we're going into sports news. Yeah, so <laughs> from a local perspective, we move it to an international perspective. This past weekend, the German Bundesliga returned. So, this is the first live sporting action in European football we've had in over two months. So initially, Angela Merkel had given them the thumbs up for May 16th restart. Mm. However, due to 10 players having been tested positive for the virus within the league, within the past two weeks, uh, a lot held their reservations mm. over the May 16th restart. However, as the week proceeded, uh, there were no changes and it was all systems go on Saturday, which saw... Which saw, which saw football return to... Look, a lot of the players were a bit unfit and uh, they lacked a bit of uh, that, that, that match, fit, match fitness. Oh. No, 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 not, not enthused. They had a lot of that match fitness. However, it was a great sight to see and jam-packed goals were scored from all over parts, for, from all parts of um, Germany. And within the league, all teams played this mm. weekend. And some of the notable victories, uh, your league favorites, Bayern Munich, mm. won 2-0. Um, Bayer Leverkusen traveled to Werder Bremen and they won 4-1. Mm. However, the match of the weekend was Borussia Dortmund beating Schalke 4-0 in the Riviera derby. So this is one of the biggest derbies in German football. And they managed to put four past them. And they hadn't beaten Schalke in five years at home. So it was a much needed victory and it was a huge victory. Um so I'm gonna guess like they were playing with no audiences, no yeah, no crowd. No, no crowd, no fans. And do you think it's wise for them to go back and play sports and like I mean soccer is a contact sport. Yeah. These people have to like tackle each other. Yeah. They you know they're playing around in grass and they spit on the grass, yeah. they touch the ball. Yeah. You know, at some point don't they touch each other? Like yeah. So uh, because because it is a, a high scale contact sport, it is not advisable, and I don't think it is it is it is right for them to go back because it puts so many lives in danger. Mm. You know that's 
that's the logical me answering but mm. the football fanatic the in me <laughs> the selfish me is happy that that they're that back. that they back however it, it it it's a huge contradiction firstly they're not allowed to celebrate goals mm. so usually when a team scores they head over to a corner it's high fives all slap over slap each other's butts yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know they're hugging each other mm. and it, it's great you know mm. that's 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 the norm however they're not allowed to celebrate goals right But now here's where the contradiction comes. Mm. When there's a corner kick, there's usually 12 to 17 players huddled up in the box mm. waiting for a ball to be delivered into the box. So they usually touch tight, some are holding each other, grabbing each other. So it's a it's a it's a it's a major contradiction and it's only safe that individuals stay at home until it's safe to restart football again like, because soccer, soccer is not sport is not that, that not important. important like people are risking their lives just to like kick a ball around for people's entertainment like how how is that fair like how are people like if one of them contracted and take it home to their kids like what must happen like, yeah. are they getting tested like regularly you either? know like and, are they going to have to get tested like every other week yeah and with regards to that um Watford captain Troy mm. Deeney came out Uh he plays in the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. So the teams were allowed to get back to training. Mm-hmm. This was this was yesterday and he came out and said that he's not going because I'd be him. Because he's got a 5 month old baby and he's just not willing to risk that. Yeah, I'd be him. You know? I'd make the same decision. And he went on to even say that. So I am not allowed to go get a haircut, but then I'm allowed to go and play soccer. a high scale context sport. sport so i mean it's not only just on the field these people are in the locker room together breathing in yeah. the same and no it's a no for me like soccer is yeah. not that important yeah def- like, definitely it's it's it, it's not that important, important especially yeah. because neighboring countries uh netherlands belgium and france they've all canceled or suspended their leagues mm. so i really don't see the rush in restarting football again There's none. There it, should be no. none. It's a no. No. Well, moving on to um, celebrity news, international news, more more international news. Um, a story came out about Future. So Future, if people don't know, has oh, like yeah. eight kids now. Like <laughs> officially, as of next, like, as of last week. Father Future, of the nation. Yeah, yeah, father <laughs> of the nation indeed. He has eight children. Yeah. By eight different mothers, according to a um, article by Capital Extra. Yeah. But I don't know if it's actually eight mothers. I thought it was like, like eight kids by seven eight, women, yeah. like two. But yeah. anyway, like yeah, yeah. So this child was actually. born last year in April like um in April of 2019 yeah. by a woman named uh the mother of the child is named Eliza Rain um yeah so you know what it is about future and, and his multiple children yeah. and all that like every time a kid comes out every time a woman comes out saying that they're pregnant by future right yeah he always does this thing where like He, he denies it they yeah. need to get like a dna Pretend test and they been, have to take been, it drag it through the yeah, court it's been a frequent it. feature when it comes to his pregnancy scandals and baby mama drama yeah like for me it's like firstly like aren't you tired of going to court all the time like over this like why don't you just wrap it up it's like just, it's wrap just, it up it's or, just like, tiring snip it like you know and, and i mean look with regards to to cool and the culture we understand mm. that when these kind of men have the fortitude of sleeping with any type of woman they have we, so we underst- much opportunity we we understand it. that yeah. it comes with a certain cool and a mm. certain pizzazz of being an artist and rapper however 
on the health side and on the responsibility side, it's a big no for me. It's unhealthy and it's very irresponsible. And emotionally, how do you keep up? Yeah, like you said, like it's, like you said, it's very unhealthy. Like you have to think if if he's gotten eight different women um pregnant. I mean, some of them he was probably in a relationship with, yeah. right? But I mean, others he wasn't. Like yeah. that means he has a history of like not wrapping it up, not yeah. being like it's he's not practicing safe, safe sex, sex yes. pretty much. So I also agree that, I mean, for your health, even for your finances, like having to go through court multiple times yeah. and get child support, people no. like people forcing to pay child it's, it's, support it's, it's, and it's, medical it's, bills. It's a lot. It's a lot. And with, 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 with regard to all of this, the real lives that actually matter. The, the kids, kids. Yeah. you know? Like, and how is he there? Like, how is he being able to, like, split his attention yeah. between eight kids? Is he able to emotionally take care of these kids? Yeah. Like, are the kids even, like, meeting each other? Are they, like, they're siblings, yeah. right? They're all siblings. Are they getting play dates? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's really difficult. As we all know that co-parenting isn't a walk in the park. Mm. It's a dynamic that many are struggling with. And if you draw the line right down the middle, you got two sides to this. you got uh, co- competitive co-parenting and you got cooperative co-parenting mm. and on the one side it's healthy in the sense that you validate each other's decision making and you're constantly building an environment for this child to mm. grow up in where they're able to make something out of their lives in a positive way mm. whereas on the unhealthy side it's not even about the kid. It's yeah, about you guys. Yeah, fighting and bickering. And yeah, quarrels like, and tantrums. Me, maybe, I don't know, maybe like once he gets to like kid number 10, he's going to yeah, like snip He's going to realize that it's like, time to get a vasectomy. Like, like I have 10 kids, bro, I need to like yeah. chill. But uh, for me, like... Um, it's irresponsible. Is, like to everybody that's like having multiple kids everywhere, like guys, like unless that's your intention, like unless you really want to have multiple kids anywhere and it's like a decision, Yeah. like, okay, cool. But for everybody else, like, like wrap it up, snip it. Be if responsible you snip it. and like, practice safe sex. Guys. Yes, please. Um, well, coming back to essay, uh, we're going to be discussing divorce and yeah. a particular divorce. Uh, well, soon to be divorcee, Lerato Hanyako. Hanyako. Maina. And Yeah, Ndlala. Do you know what Ndlala means? No, I actually don't. It, it actually means hunger. Hunger. Oh, like Ndlala. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> Lala is actually angry and Susanna as well. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Lerato actually came out over the past week, actually on last week's Thursday. Yeah. Um, she wrote on her Instagram, wrote a statement. Um, this is the statement that she um, put out. Yeah. We have come to realize that our different priorities and workloads have not afforded us the time to invest in our relationship. We will continue to care deeply for each other and look forward to growing our relationship. Um, so she pretty much announced that she's getting a divorce yeah. from her husband, whom she has been married to for two months. Yeah. Um, like people were really giving her a lot of flag for this, by the way. Um, and people are actually spec up in the. Know, yeah, you know the, the the thing is with this is that she's she's given out this big statement. However, she's not saying much because, because it's not our business. They, exactly. I, I get that. Yeah. Which which why I, I, I come to to my conclusion that I think it's very unfair for people to be quick to drag her because mm, you don't know what happened happen. behind the scenes. Mm. So we're working based on speculation. Oh, what actually and, uh, people yeah. came out on the Advocate Barrier account. Yeah. For people that are on Twitter, there's an yeah. account, this guy like exposes and does yeah. all types of things. Yeah. Um, he, people came out and pretty much accused him of being a fraudster, of yeah. scamming people. You know, these are allegations. Yeah. They're not ver- uh, validated as yeah. yet. 
Um, so it might have been that she got married. So, she stayed with him and yeah. realized that he isn't. Maybe who he's not his. He's, yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got a split opinion on this, right? Mm. If it's got to do with uh, Tammy's fraudulent ways, mm. as they say, mm. then it speaks to her ignorance and her being a bit naive. You know, I understand that when it comes to emotional nuances and falling in love, you're not really going to be mindful Mm -hmm. to do a background check. However, there's question marks over a man who's in his 30s. He's a billionaire and it's not generational wealth. That's my first opinion. The second opinion is that if it's got to do with uh, character traits Mm. and because they've been under lockdown and they've lived together. Only only now they're really getting getting to each other. other. So there's Mm. a big difference between dating somebody and living with someone mm. and that's why I, I i i sort of advocate for people living, living with each other, other before they get married because you get to understand this person's pattern and you get to see the true colors because when you're dating you're only meeting up for five six hours mm. and i understand that there's a taboo around living with each other before you get married however if we're to be realistic it really does help the relationship going forward I mean, I guess well you, you get to know like what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Like, I feel like she didn't get like she, she didn't she, she know didn't she didn't time. she didn't know what was yeah. what she got herself into. Yeah. Um. But then again, we don't really know the full story. Um. My advice, like, if it's an issue of misrepresentation, if I was her, I wouldn't even get a divorce. I'd get an annulment. Yeah. Like with an annulment, it just means that like the marriage never happened. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty much saying that the marriage yeah, never happened. Definitely. So if I was her, I mean, it's two months. I doubt that he'd ever be able to actually really have any type of claim Access over money. To, yeah. So it too. So for me, like yeah. for me, like if you're gonna get married, and then you feel like it ain't right, like something isn't right about it, it isn't right for you. Even if it's yeah. two months, it could be, you could have gotten married a week. Yeah. Get your divorce, boo boo. Yeah. Get, like, get your divorce, boo boo. Like, especially when it comes to deep rooted foundational uh, characteristic things, mm. because those things are not things that are gonna change anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, on to more local news. Um, our favorite rapper, or favorite rapper to hate, aka, yeah. Yeah. started a streaming channel. Um, this is a report by IOL. Yeah. Well, actually, I also saw his announcement on Twitter yes. from his account, pretty much. So he started a streaming channel. It's called AKA TV. Um, it's launched on the eighth. It actually launched on the eighth of May, and the app, which is now on Google Play and Apple Store. Um, carries a monthly subscription of 50 rand. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool, like, when um, artists, like, diversify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, 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 if anything, uh, COVID-19 has taught us that, it's very important to diversify your portfolio. Mm. And I like the fact that musicians are getting to a point where they're realizing that it's not only about the music, music. that I can that I make. It's about I can business. also branch out into business, business which is things. very, very important. Yeah. And what I like about this streaming service, it gives us an opportunity. Well, I, for one, mm. didn't have the fortitude of um, watching his live performance, which was AKA Orchestra on the Square. Mm. And this streaming service gives us an opportunity to actually watch his live performance and various artists within the industry also make an appearance. Would you actually like pay for this? Like, would you actually like sign up for this? Like, if it, you know, if it um, wasn't, if it wasn't yeah. just AK, like, if it was if like your favorite artist, fav- like, would you like sign up for this? Favorite artist. Uh, I love my artists. I really do. I love the content they put up. 
Nah. But nah, nah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I also I'm good. Wouldn't. I'll just catch the like, music. I, I'm not a super fan. Like, I'm not a yeah. person that goes crazy over celebrities. No, no, like, no, I don't no. need exclusive no. content from anyone. Yeah, no, like, no, I'll, no. I'll catch it with the rest no. of the public. Yeah. Like, and, I'm good. Yeah, and if anything, for me, um, when it comes to music mm. and my favorite okay. artists, um, I'm just more all about the music as opposed yeah, to behind the scenes and everything else. I just want the music. Like, true. And more AKA works, you're going to discuss the AKA and Reebok deal, something mm. that he actually tweeted about about um i think it was like last was yeah. it like friday like this last was friday a week, or this was a week ago yeah like last friday yeah um so the rapper um pretty much had a sneaker out with uh, reebok yeah it's called the sneaker s-n-e-a-k-a a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, actually, it's a fun name yeah um Lovely so the, it was a limited edition a limited edition um sneaker, sneaker with 600 pairs available and according to iol as well the um, sneaker sold out in like 10 minutes. That's crazy. That's 600 crazy. pairs. But the craziest part isn't the fact that the sneaker sold out in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's the fact, it's the fact that AK didn't get a cent of the money. Like Ooh. he didn't get anything. You know, and that's according to him, according to you. Yeah, and, and according to what... You know, the biggest problem that I have with that is mm. that this deal was penned, right, end of 2019. Mm. By then, Touch My Blood had already gone platinum. Mm-hmm. A... B, a.k.a. is one of the biggest hip-hop artists, not right. just in South Africa, but in Africa. Like, the fact that he took this deal yeah, is crazy. It is. And the fact that there was no contract exactly. is crazy. And now, my other, my other qualm that I have with this is that he couldn't even negotiate a percentage-based fee or get some type of royalties right. like if it because, feels like five percent yeah like just because it, it, it it's something and what it does then is that it puts us as uh the the culture as he said in his own words he did it for the culture because he's always had this childhood dream mm. of owning his own sneaker so for me he says that he did it for the culture but i feel like if it's, anything it's counterproductive, it's counterproductive because, and he's done us a disservice because mm. what happens then is that Going forward, a lot of these brands, if they can offer, aka one of the biggest artists who is at the peak of his power, what such a raw deal, what, what about the young upcoming creators? Like the, my point exactly, like, like it's crazy for him to have taken this deal. It's crazy the fact that there was no um, contract with regards to the shoe line. I mean, so according to him, there was a contract with regards to his ambassadorship, yeah. which also ended at some point. Um, but there was no contract with regards to the shoe line. And I mean, he's getting paid in clothes. Who the hell wears Reebok every single day? No, like, for me, it's just, like, the business of it is so bad, right? Yeah. Like, like and like you said, like, it affects, it doesn't just affect him. How this deal went down won't just affect him. It will affect, it affects the whole industry. industry. It affects how Reebok is going to approach other people when yeah. they want to have a adi- limited edition shoe or any and, other and, type and, of shoe. And, and the biggest problem with this is that a lot of artists and a lot of our creatives mm. operate from uh, a point base of, point yeah. of fear and desperation mm. because you thinking, if I don't take this deal, none might come in the future. And you're just desperate to get your work out there. And it's, 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 you know, one has to throw caution to the wind when it comes to such deals because you end up exploited and you end up not getting your dues. And my biggest thing is that you're AKA, surely you can afford a lawyer Mm. who can help you draft a, 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 a substantial contract, a contract that is fair on both ends. Mm. So I don't know how he got this one wrong. And actually, um, Reebok actually did send out a statement to IOL as well. Um, I'll just read a part of the statement. Um, 
uh, Reprima says, Reebok met all our contractual obligations related to the launch. Earlier this year, Reebok communicated with AKA and his management that due to the shift in strategy, we would not be able to renew his contract as an ambassador for the brand. However, we did discuss the new approach of working with AKA. Reebok is thus very disappointed to be learning of the issues raised on social media as we believe the relationship would be still ongoing we will still be on a strong footing to negotiate potential future deals. Like for me, um, mm. they're pretty much saying that they're not denying not paying him. Yeah. Firstly, they're pretty much saying that, okay, I mean, they're pretty much salty that he came out on social media yeah. instead of approaching them with regards yeah. to his um, issues. Yeah. But for me, like, I wouldn't want to deal with Reebok anymore. Uh, going forward. Like the fact that yeah. they didn't even and, value and, enough yeah. to, to give you an offer. To and, be and, like, and, yeah. here, we're offering yeah. you this much. And, and, and I mean, this this for me is just um, a contradiction because AKA came out and said that he's had no contact with Reebok and he doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. So if Reebok is saying one thing, AKA is saying the other, it's clear that this relationship uh, just has no firm grounding. Oh, but also the fact that he only he brought this up like a week before his launch of his new album. Could be publicity. Publicity stunts. Ah, but still, this is not like the type of information you don't want to Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we'd like to, um, you know, we're not going to go into deep and in-depth discussion about this, but we'd like to give an honorary shout-out to Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj actually got her first number one billboard yeah. this, uh, like, last week with the song Say So. It's a remix of Doja Cat's song, yeah. Say So. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and also... Um, uh, and an African original, Netflix, Blood and Water. It actually premieres today. So do check it out as it has a host of talented actors and actresses from our own homeland. And I think it's cool that uh, Netflix is, you know, approaching young actors. And yeah, Giving like, people an essay definitely. and opportunity. I mean, we finally have a, a, a platform to tell our African stories the mm. best way we know how. Yeah. Well, that's all for today's episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening in. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast, like I said at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it was definitely a jam-packed episode today. We'd like to thank each and every single one of you who are currently listening to this episode and each and every single one of you who listened to the first episode and gave us constructive criticism, we would like to build a very strong bond with each and every single one of you and progress the EarPod community. Signing out. Bye.